My name is Barbara Hutchinson and today I'm talking with the current president of the Peers Group and one of the world's most respected implant clinicians, Michael Norton. Michael will shortly step down from his post in Peers, so this was an opportunity to chat to him about Peers, what it stands for and how he thinks the group can evolve and remain relevant in a digital world. When did you first become aware of peers as a group and when did you first become involved in it and what did you like about it that made you get involved in the group to start off with? My first understanding of peers or awareness of peers was when we were actually talking about it within the company before peers was developed. I suppose the the seed for peers really came from the fact that one of the competitor companies had their own version of a study group that's you know very successful globally recognized and we were always a company that stood for documentation and education and research etc and so i think it made sense to all of us that we should have our version of a study club Uh, i have no idea who came up with the term peers but uh um, it, it, it's a very good term because it stands for something, uh, platform for exchange, education, research, whatever. Um, but it's also between peers. So, um, you know, it's a sharing of knowledge between your peer group. So I think it's a brilliant name. And um, I was very much involved in helping to establish peers. Uh, both in the UK, but also uh, elsewhere uh, as well, particularly um, got involved um, in going over to speak to the first peers meetings in America. I went to one of the early peers meetings in Germany and so on. And do you think that that philosophy of education, research, etc. in implants is as relevant today or maybe more relevant today than it was 12 or 15 years ago? Well, I think that's a very, very good question. And I could answer it in one of two ways. On the one hand, I could tell you it's less relevant because the millennial and post-millennial generations of dentists, the whatever they call them now, Z generation or whatever they are, um, are much more inclined towards social media and uh, sort of online education, um, where by definition through social media, there is a mass sharing of knowledge and exchange of ideas and thoughts and so on and so forth. Whereas of course, peers was set up very much as an analog concept at a time where social media really didn't exist. And it was more about meeting and gathering together And so in that respect, it's hard to know whether the younger cohorts of dentists are going to want to be engaged in that kind of face-to-face analog type of meeting or conference. But of course, peers doesn't have to be analog. It can become uh, very much social media based. And perhaps that's what Martin will want to focus on when he becomes president and I would endorse it, encourage it, 
uh, and support it, uh, because I think that has to be the future for uh, peers. There is a slight issue that I have with the sort of social media approach to education and exchange, which is that it's much more anecdotal based rather than genuine research and documentation based. And I would hate to see peers lose that side of it because even if they don't appreciate it, even if they don't realize it, young dentists need to be educated that they have to look to the literature, the documentation, where there are structured, published, peer-reviewed research studies and, and, and data, and not just base their whole existence on the, wow, look at this case I did, the one fantastic case, purely anecdotal, that really tells you nothing about whether that technique will work if it's repeated a hundred times which is why anecdotal research is worthless so you know there's the positive spin on the social media approach but there's also that negative spin and somehow you need to marry the two together um, and that's true for all dental organizations, well, all organizations, both within and outside of dentistry. I'm sure it's true across the spectrum. And I think a lot of uh, organizations, and certainly um, ones that I've been involved with, I know are struggling with how to marry that all together. Um, and I don't profess to have the answer. For those people like me who, you know, fly halfway around the world to go to a big conference with 2,000 people in it to listen to proper research that's been published and peer-reviewed. There's still something wonderful and exciting and uplifting about being in a meeting with that many people and experiencing that experience and networking face-to-face -face rather than online but I'm not sure the younger cohorts will ever know that because I'm not sure they'll ever do it to find out. And in the same way that that shift from analogue to digital has happened through the format and medium of social media, has the advancement in technology and digital dentistry, has that changed what Piers is set up to do? Or has it just, has it enhanced it? Or it's not really changed it, it's, it's just... I don't um, think it's, no, I don't think it's changed is it's changed the subject matters that might be addressed and discussed in peers because it is all about the digital workflow in dentistry today whereas when we started peers 10 a, a decade ago or more than a decade ago digital dentistry didn't exist so it'll certainly change the substance of the subject matter that's discussed in peers. But I don't think that has changed peers in of itself, no. The tagline for peers that I took from the brochure is inspiration breeds inspiration. So have you always tried to kind of live that out in a very practical sense? And how has the peers group managed to do that? I can only speak from my own personal approach to my career um, 
you know, the vast majority of dentists, in fact, or, or doctors or accountants or lawyers, whatever, the vast majority of professionals qualify, go into a practice and go about their life treating patients, helping clients, whatever it is they do, and they get their inspiration or not, as the case may be, from their work. For me, that was never enough, partly because I was a frustrated academic. So although I loved the clinical and I would never have been an academic, it, first of all, it wouldn't have given me the kind of life quality that I would have wanted. I, I, I genuinely don't think I'd have ever actually been an academic working in an institute or in university. But I always loved the research side of things. And so a lot of my inspiration came from doing research within my private practice world, which is quite common in America, but was always quite unusual. And I was quite unusual, I think, certainly in the UK, if not in Europe in general. But over the uh, 30 years that I've been practicing, uh, I think it's become more commonplace for sure. Um, it, it definitely has. And there are more, more people like me out there that have found inspiration from doing that research. But then that research leads to publishing papers. Publishing papers is in of itself hugely inspiring to see your name in print and then to see other publications refer to your publications is a huge ego boost, I don't mind admitting, but it's a huge um, professional satisfaction boost. And then once you're published and somebody says, oh, you're so-and-so who published that, would you like to come and present that at our conference? And before you know it, over a career, you're researching, publishing, lecturing, and all of that side of my personal working life has been a huge inspiration that by definition feeds back into the treating of patients, because I'm always then looking at my patients and trying to think, you know, trying to ask questions, trying to learn from that. And when questions arise, I want answers. And the only way I can get the answers is to establish a new research protocol to do that research, to find the answers, publish the answers, and then hopefully be asked to lecture on those answers. So it's a constant, you know, self-perpetuating process that inspires me. And of course, I'll point out the obvious, all of those things I've just said are exactly what Piers is about. So yes, of course, Piers for me was a very inspiring platform. And in our early meetings, they were done very much as a sort of members forum where all Piers members were asked or invited to suggest or to offer to speak about research that they had done. And that's where the platform for exchange came from. The, the challenge of asking a question and then looking to find the answer, that's where the inspiration lies.
for me. And for those that have never done it, I can tell you this much. It does make you a better clinician and it hopefully also makes you strive for a better clinical result, which of course can only be good for your patients. Peers is, as I understand it, is, is a kind of by invitation only me mm. membership uh, forum. So if a dentist, if a young dentist aspired to be part of peers, what do they do? Do they literally get into that publishing cases? Um... No, they don't have to go that far. I think what they have to do, first and foremost, is embrace, uh, obviously, the technology that's being sold by the company. The next thing they have to do is, of course, express a desire and an interest to the company that they aspire to being part of peers. And I suppose then they just have to tuck enough uh, cases under their belt to feel that they have something to contribute as well as to benefit from. Because peers is, it's important, I think, that everyone that comes to peers understands that it's a two-way process. Everyone should benefit from peers and learn from it. But by the same token, everyone should feel a desire and a need to contribute to peers so that they can help to inspire and educate their colleagues within the organisation. You mentioned Dentify Serona there as being the company behind peers. How have they contributed in terms of getting peers off the ground, getting it recognised, etc.? They adopted peers, they inherited peers because peers existed within AstraTech. So when they acquired AstraTech as a company and the Astra implant became part of the Dentify Serona implants family, they acquired or inherited the concept of peers that already existed within Astra. Over the, the time that you've been involved with peers, what do you think has been your biggest achievement of the group? Is there anything that you can kind of pinpoint as being, you know, I was really pleased with that? We had a world peers meeting and I'm trying to remember, it was either as part of an EAO meeting or PACE possibly maybe an AO meeting in America, but I, I think it was part of an EAO meeting here in Europe. And we had, you know, Piers Germany, Piers Italy, Piers UK. And I remember that as being a very successful meeting. And I think, you know, the concept of having a platform for exchange nationally is great, but taking it to then international, where you know colleagues from the UK who may be not so familiar with going to international meetings or whatever, then suddenly got the opportunity to meet international colleagues who were like-minded, using the same products, experiencing the same challenges, or the same results, what, you know, that's incredibly reassuring and inspiring. Um, we keep using that word, but it is inspiring because if you're in a meeting with 200 peers members from half a dozen different countries and you're all working with the same products, so you can really share intimate detail on the experiences you have with 
this implant or that abutment with this bone graft or that membrane. You know, you go back to your surgery feeling reassured, um, maybe feeling even boosted that actually, you know what? I'm not doing anything different to what any of these other guys and girls are doing. Actually, I'm doing the same as them and I'm getting just as good an outcome. We also had a very small sharing, if you like, or exchange between Peers UK and Peers North America, just specifically, we started to talk about an interchange program. They would send people to our meeting, we would send people to their meeting. And I hope that we can get back to that. And I would encourage Martin, when he takes over, to continue to look to do those kind of uh, exchanges between countries, um, because I think there's a lot to benefit from that. And just finally, while you're handing over the mantle of president of Piers, will you remain on the board or will you just remain a member of the group? I'll give you an example. In the year 2000, I was president of the ADI, the Association of Dental Transplantology here in the UK. Um, I served for two years as president, having been on the board for I don't know how many years. And a lot of people thought that I was going to, try and somehow keep hold of that limelight. When I stepped down, I stepped out. Then there's the Academy of Osseo Integration in America, right? Which is really the pinnacle of my career when I became the first non-American president of that organization. That's a 12 year board appointment followed by presidency for one year. You don't have a choice with that, though. When you're finished your presidency, you then have one year as past president, and then they boot you off, right? So for 14 years, you're absolutely at the very heart and core of the world's premier implant organization, and then they boot you off, and you're just a member again, right? And what I've learned from those experiences is that actually you need to step aside and let other people take on the responsibilities, let other people grow. I've had my time. So I think the likelihood is I will step down and I will step off. And I will be a peers member for as long as I continue working, however long that may be. Um, But I think it's for others to, to take the board forward, Martin as president and other board members. Martin is an exceedingly capable uh, individual who I think very much knows his own mind. He's full of great ideas. I'm sure he knows exactly what he wants to do. Um, So I don't think he'll need me, frankly. Um, But if he wanted to bounce anything off me or involve me in any way, of course, I'm there for him. just like to say thank you for your time Michael it's been a real pleasure talking with you today if you'd like to know more about peers just visit dentsupplysarona.com or contact your local representative